0: Welcome back to our it's spring and we're so busy we don't even have a topic edition of the buzz brought to you by the native plants healthy planet podcast presented by pinelands nursery i am fran chismar and i'm tom knesick and uh like fran said this is episode 53 and
1: yeah. it is topicless uh not to be confused with topless we are wearing <laughs> shirts i
0: i yeah. <laughs> It would be a very uncomfortable work workplace environment yeah. if if it were not. We might have to get HR involved. <laughs> yeah. That was the case. Yeah, we you know it's it's spring here and uh, in the in the nurse native nursery industry and we're going berserk. Uh, last year was a little bit different because of COVID, and I know where the garden centers um, were were having maybe some of the best like career years or, mm-hmm. or business years ever uh, year ever that. Uh, you know it was a little bit different for us because all of our all of our projects were all of our plants go to projects which they couldn't plant because of spacing yeah. and logistics and they weren't like in New York City they couldn't plant yeah you know? there was it, things that were just shut down and they wouldn't allow
1: uh, employees on site or yeah. uh, a lot of this the dollars that come to Pinelands nursery are uh, I guess originate from federal funding or government funding in some sense so a lot of that money was diverted elsewhere yeah. and um but this year is
0: back is with a vengeance <laughs> yeah it's back with <laughs> a vengeance so we're so crazy that you know where we we you know we had a, a we always have not a script but like an outline put together which we did but we we were really unable to have time to come up with a suitable topic you know we yeah, threw some yeah. things around but that takes some research too and we just you know typically at this point last year we were doing a podcast every other week mm-hmm. and we'd like to keep it every week but it's going to be probably a yeah. shorter this and may we, be the shortest podcast that we've done we've been saying we wanted to have kind of like a housekeeping
1: episode and yeah. we have our normal segments that we usually doing during, during the buzz so uh, there's still plenty to to keep everyone entertained watch well so, it will be an hour and a half Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though I we're like no, I, I got things to do i got things but, to uh, do too well, well oh you go Frank. no i
0: was gonna say do you, you want to kick right into it i or? was gonna
1: say yeah let's get started by featuring the plants we're vibing with this week in that's hot would you like to go first sure all right i i I think i always go first yeah you you tend to go first all right um so my plant this week and i only just saw this in my garden yesterday i knew i planted them but i kind of forgot and then i was like oh what's that flower oh yeah it's a wild geranium and uh that's geranium maculatum nice um it's a a fact up plant
0: in this area what's the other common name for that is it cranesbill uh,
1: there's another. I think there's another one that's like cranesbill, Cranesville. okay, um, something or other. But that's a different species. Okay, gotcha. But uh, I've also seen it spotted geranium. Um, yeah. Maybe they call it cranesbill too. But I, I don't. I didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the things that's really great about this plant is it likes part shade and shade. So you yes. can have it on like that wood edge or, or as a border plant where it's going to get a lot of shade during mm. the day. Um, and it provides a really. It stays fairly short, like a foot. Foot and a half, yeah. Uh, so it almost works like a ground cover way. It's not evergreen, I, I'm pretty sure. No, but no, um, not. but it does stay low to the ground and gets pretty bushy. But uh, and has a really unique leaf that looks like a weed that's in my garden, <laughs> garden too. But it's got like a, a lobed leaf that's kind of yeah. palmated at the same time, um, and. Has pink flowers with five lobes, just like a traditional. look. Like if you had a gave a toddler a crayon and said, "Hey, draw a flower." This is what the flower <laughs> would yes. probably look That's like. That's a great
0: description. And, actually,
1: um, but it's it's still very attractive at the same time. It doesn't get covered in flowers, but it gets enough flowers to make it interesting. Just a great plant for for shade. And my fun fact about this plant, friend, friend, you're really going to find this interesting. All right, I'm is ready. Is they would use the whole the whole plant to to boil <laughs> boil the whole plant and make a tea that would cure diarrhea.
0: Right. <laughs> All right. well we're gonna have to put that one to the test <laughs> that remains yeah. to be seen i would like you know i wish <laughs> that, like you could go back to the day where that was someone's main concern is i have this issue we need to, let's just boil some stuff yeah. and find yeah. out what will get rid of it so i'm curious yeah. All right. that's whenever you look up a lot of these plants. A lot of native plants
1: have, and, and invasive plants and non-native plants have medicinal uses yeah. historically
0: as well. Uh, but I it can... seems like they all they all like listed, oh, this will cure diarrhea. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. you know. But I guess you go back a couple hundred years mm. and and you use what you had. Oh yeah, you know? you and had to. You know, it's... and that's that's it. You yeah. know, and it's I I all right. Oh. Like I said, we're gonna have to put that one to the test at some <laughs> point. We'll report back on that one. <laughs> All right, so for my uh, my that's hot, you know, a lot of mine have been – not that I – when we're that busy, I don't like, always really get to walk through the nursery. Like I'm on the nursery and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, taking photos or, or doing something for a customer. But, you know, again, this one I happen to notice in my own yard, which is cinnamon fern, cinnamon, uh, cinnamomium, although they changed the botanical. It's now Omundastrum cinnamon (laughs) I I know (laughs) so it's that may be my complaint later on (laughs) so um, (laughs) um, it's it's a facultative wet Uh, Mm -hmm. it gets three to five foot tall Uh, when it when it pushes out it it gets cinnamon colored hairs on the base of each frond classic fiddlehead Mm -hmm. Um, and the fiddleheads can be eaten and from what I've never eaten one but from what I understand they resemble asparagus in taste I've had fiddleheads before. I don't, I think they were ostrich fern fiddleheads. Um, okay. Someone else had
1: collected them and given them to me, and I think they were pickled. And they did kind of have like an asparagus y flavor. And ever since then, this was when I was in college, so this is like over 10 years ago. Uh, ever since then, I've said, you know what? Next year is going to be the year I go out and get fiddleheads, and I still have not picked a
0: single one. <laughs> Listen, I could have had them in my yard, and I didn't. Yeah. You know, and it's, I know they're cinnamon fern, but you know like always disclaimer if you're going to try something be sure Mm -hmm. it is what it is before you try it to me like cinnamon fern is one of the easier ferns to id when they're coming out Mm -hmm. um but please know what you're doing before just don't go grabbing and and eating make sure you know what you know but um i think that's you know i have that coming up naturally in my yard right now and i'm loving it so it's it's right near Mm. the canada mayflower and it made me think i'm like man I, i love this this time of the year so it's very cool yeah. Is, is there any
1: research on if that's an anti-diuretic as well?
0: <laughs> <laughs> not that I know of. Not not. <laughs> but I think if it <laughs> – you this know what? what I'm not with... even going to go there. I'm just going to – Yeah, we don't get like have a topic and then I start making poop jokes. That's. <laughs> I was going to say – but if you're going to have it and it does resemble the taste of asparagus, you can have that without worrying about being self-conscious about the color of your urine. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. There you go. So. That's what level we're on without a topic. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. We should, <laughs> we should move on. Yeah,
1: with that, let's get to uh, this week's competition. Of course, it's a competition uh, for our current events that are all botany-based. So with that, we're going to move to this or that. You can get
2: with this or you can get with that.
0: So uh, we do have a winner, and the winner is me, uh, 9 to 5. Okay. So not it wasn't that – no, it wasn't too, too bad. I, I realize that i not... That I often forget to put up the vote on time? Uh, <laughs> no, no. No. I, you know, I, I don't get that excited yeah. when I win. I, it's not so much the excitement of winning. I just don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I lose, I'm much more emotional – than the weeks that I win. Yeah. So I yeah. just don't like losing, but I'm like indifferent about winning. It's just like eh. I've, I've kind of, I think I
1: might, well, oh, I won't, don't wanna say i the same um, mantra, but uh, but I like, I start to
0: just pick articles that I, I like and yeah. may not resound with the audience as much. No, but. you know what, and, and I do that sometimes too. Yeah. So I'm going to go first. I'm gonna choose okay. to go first because I feel that your article is actually a better article this week. And I, I want you to go. Well, I,
1: I liked it better than the. I had another article that I liked that popped up yesterday. And I'm like, ooh, this is a good one. I could definitely win if I use this one, but I didn't.
0: I think you're going to win with this one. And that's we'll why see. I kind of like, because I feel it's a better article. I want you to. Oh, it's definitely to. a more reputable source. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, totally. <laughs> totally. All right. So my article. Uh. It's from uh, the Somerville, uh, Massachusetts government website, um, and it's the city of Somerville, Massachusetts, passed its first-of-its-kind native planting ordinance. So, again, I, I, I highlighted some some passages from the article that I'm going to read because um, I think that will do a much better job than um, paraphrasing. So somerville has passed a native planting ordinance that establishes minimum requirements for native plants and trees to be planted in city-owned parks open spaces and streets now this part's not novel mm-hmm. what what is different is uh the legislation which applies to new plantings carried out by the city or on behalf of the city uh grew out a discussion between administration city council and community advocates it was passed unanimous unanimously in march but the Ordinance defines native plants and trees as those with origins in North America, east of the Mississippi River, and requires that native species constitute uh, 100% of all new plantings in any city-owned land or community path, the Green Line Extension Corridor and Riverfront areas, at least 75% of new plantings in city-owned parks. And at least 50% of street trees and new plantings in bioswales, plazas, streetscapes, and other city-owned properties, subject to certain exemptions. But uh, it's believed to be the first of its kind because it includes percentages requirements for planting native species across all landscape types, uh, whereas similar legislation in other cities encourage doing so. But it doesn't really give a specific metric. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't say it has to be this much. Like they're actually requiring, hey – 50% 50% of this or 100% of that. And that's, that's really a first. So this is something I'd like to monitor, you know, come back a year from now and see how many other cities yeah. have adopted this. Because this is really groundbreaking for me mm-hmm. that um, that they're making that step, that they're committing to this. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to change the face of that city as well. I, and I hope that there's are studies that, that report back as far as, increased wildlife or songbirds or Mm -hmm. you know just how that changes and how it's received by the public like i would love to to know their sense of biophilia a year from now yeah yeah and
1: what was interesting to me is seeing that they had different percentages for different areas yeah which in my mind well why didn't they just make it a hundred percent for everything, but it, it kind of makes sense because you figure they probably did the research and said, hey, you know it's really hard to do
0: a hundred percent for this kind of application. So. You know, you know, in dealing with with cities, I mm-hmm. could see where they're thinking, hey, in this area, the visibility has to be nothing could be higher than this, mm-hmm. and maybe there is a there isn't a native option that falls in that category for them, so they have to go non-native for visibility or safety or right away. Mm-hmm. Like it is still a city, and it's still a non-native environment but the fact that they're trying to naturalize it is huge especially after what we just talked about with uh jason smith from nyrp last week so um i i felt that this was this was groundbreaking and i'd i'd love to see where it goes from here maybe a year's not even enough because maybe they don't do a lot of planting this year but maybe five years down the road i would love to revisit this and know how things have changed and how many other municipalities have adopted this yeah definitely and if you're if you're part of a municipality, uh, uh, environmental board, or something like that, and you want to know more, contact them, learn a little bit more, see what they're doing, and see if you can adopt it. Now's the time. It is. We always we always want to think that these things aren't possible that they can't be accepted enough to do. Mm-hmm. Here's proof that it is. So make it happen. Yeah. Right, very cool. That's it. All right. So my article
1: is uh, that was a really good job, Fran. Thank you. And that's uh, thank you. Good to good on the city of Somerville Massachusetts yeah that's I, Massachusetts yeah right? yeah that's that's huge so so my article was uh, also about cities and uh, kind of followed the theme I took last <laughs> last week with <laughs> with NYP and how I said I, you know I don't really like cities and um I felt a little bad saying that during the episode but after reading this article I no longer <laughs> feel bad about it because, <laughs> because it's, it seems I'm not a crazy person um, my article is actually titled "If You Prefer City Living Over Nature, You Might Be a Psychopath." Study. <laughs> 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 so so uh, yeah, that that headline made me feel a little bit better. Now I will put a disclaimer out here. Yeah. This was published in the New York Post. Which, okay. uh, if going back a couple episodes, I was saying, "Hey, make sure you go go to reputable sources." <laughs> so I I dug a little deeper on this, and it was actually published in the New York Post about an article that came out in in another paper called like psyops or something like that um about a study uh that was done that was published in the journal of environmental psychology which i didn't i guess i didn't realize it was big enough of a field to have its own journal yeah but uh no that's pretty cool that it has its own journal that is awesome but uh and i took a couple couple of um of uh segments from the article here and this was by hannah Frischberg. easier easy enough name Um, She is the author there. And uh, I didn't buy the actual study for the the, from online because it was thirty nine ninety five. But I did read the abstract. So that that goes somewhere. Yeah. That goes somewhere. Yeah. But uh, basically Mm -hmm. this article said um, city slickers are more likely to be psychotic or, or so says a study published by the Journal of Environmental Psychology, which found a correlation between people who exhibit darker personality traits and a preference for urban over suburban and rural areas. Uh, using crowds, the crowdsourcing website Prolific, researchers at the University of Derby surveyed surveyed 304 UK-based adults on their preferred geographical setting, uh, how connected they felt with nature, and their personality type. The resulting data showed a correlation between socially adverse personality traits like sadicism uh, sat, This okay. is not good. I am, yeah. I'm married to an English teacher. <laughs> <that. laughs> Sadism and uh, and narcissism, um, and being partial to inner city living so that was 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 pretty crazy like i always i didn't like going to the city because i didn't have any admiration for the giant buildings and like the little green things you saw growing um often look sad and out of place yeah and uh Maybe, but maybe it's because the people who live there are psychopaths and I'm a, a regular well, guy. If you think
0: or, even the correlation between the amount of crime that occurs in cities. Now, I yeah. know there's a bigger population or like serial killers, like I'm thinking like Son of Sam or like those mm-hmm. which happen in cities. But then I'm thinking, didn't the Unabomber live out in the woods? Uh, it's, I it's guess there's possible. always an exception. Yeah. I know it's not 100% and, across the board. And in my mind, they had a pretty small,
1: small sample. Size. They again did the study again in a different area when I read more about it with a similar like another 300 people. Okay. Um but 300 people really isn't that many. No, but no. um yeah, no, it just made me think and it, it was kind of funny after I said, "Oh yeah, I don't like cities
0: because I like being in nature." <laughs> and then this article comes out like a couple of days later. Yeah, and here I am but, going, "No, oh, I think I could live in a city." Yeah. Like yeah. But <laughs> here's the thing. I think I could live in a city, but that doesn't mean I would prefer to live mm-hmm. in a city over uh, a more country setting. Or yeah, yeah, size. and there there were some
1: other things with this this article that in the study that went into it that um they said they needed to research more as well because it didn't necessarily reflect where people had lived either. It wasn't yeah. like oh they were born in a city and that's what made them this way. It was like people lived all over, and then it was just where they lived then or yeah. where they preferred to live is what they looked yeah. into. So uh, they had to find why this relationship existed, but they did find a relationship at least in the beginnings of the study. Um, which was published last December. Okay, But they did find a relationship with people who preferred living in cities versus preferred living in, in rural areas. Uh, the ones that preferred living in cities had those darker personality traits. Yeah. Well, I think you have so, to.
0: Yeah, I think you have to. So, yeah, Fran, I... you live in the country, so what's your excuse? Because <laughs> I grew up in a <laughs> suburb which was basically a city. Yeah. that's. I think that's it. So you know, during my informative years, it's that that's where that all happened. But
1: so as always, we'll post these on our Facebook group. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna make a promise here that I'm gonna get them out by two p.m. on the day that we post this. So, all right. Uh, this uh, what the episode is gonna air on Friday morning. Yeah. So yeah. by two p.m. Friday afternoon, these are gonna be online, and we want everyone to go vote. Uh, I particularly want you to vote for me because I can't lose three in a row. Um, yeah. But really just read the articles dig a little deeper do some more research and uh and go vote
0: for so your before favorite. before we get into our next segment the article that you were going to choose and and you had posted it on our social media already yes yeah was that not saying that they're going to but the white house to, if they really wanted to make an impact they should redo the gardens to be native gardens yeah it was an opinion
1: piece from scientific american about how like if you want to
0: promote native gardens it's got to start at the top you know so make the white house a native garden i agree you know and and what made me think about that was when the last administration was redoing the garden and a lot of our colleagues were saying hey our boxwoods went to the white house Mm -hmm. our roses went to the White house and i'm like is that really sending the right like i'm i was thinking at the time is that really sending the right message like i you know, I would love to see native plants. What would what would you like to see if they were to take out that garden that the last administration put in and redid? I know every administration mm-hmm. kind of does their own thing. What would you like to see? Man, a lot of everything. I guess is the real real. I answer. would love to see a meadow.
2: Well, yeah, you know, yeah, I would I love to a see meadow a meadow. Would meadow. Be
1: pretty cool. I don't, and I don't know how much ground they're
0: even really working with there but but you could have like secret service and ghillie suits like down in the meadow like (laughs) that would be awesome (laughs) they would just pop up out of nowhere like that would be i forget
1: who told me this i don't even know how true it was but i think it was like a high school gym teacher so that means it was completely not true yes but they were saying they were they were outside the white house like for a tour with their family or something like that and Someone said, "Oh, how far? If you jump that fence, how far do you think you could make it?" And then, like a, a whisper came from the bushes. And the guy said, "About twenty feet." There was, like a secret service guy. In there.
0: <laughs> that's. I hope so, that's true. Yeah, me too. I hope it's true, but <laughs> I, I have no true. clue. But, yeah, but I would love to see. You know, you're right. Like I would love to see something that would represent that area in the United. Not just native plants in general, but native plants to. To that Mid Atlantic yeah. area, there, yeah. I think that would be phenomenal.
1: So, so yeah, well, let's start a. We should start a, a campaign where yeah. we can. Um, I got to put this delicately. Where, where we write to the, I guess we write to the president. I don't know how you do. It. Tweet them, tweet him Yeah, we're, we're, we're all going to tweet, tweet at and, say, him. Hey, and or even you could tweet well, uh, Dr. Jill Biden.
0: I bet if you got her on board. Yeah.
1: Then well, we can get the rest you, of
0: it. If you look at how ahead of the curve Delaware is being on banning the yeah. basis, maybe yep. it's, you know, yeah. and that's promoting uh, natives. They're they're actually really ahead of the curve yeah. for a lot of this and, stuff. And so, you know, considering uh President Biden's history with Delaware, you know, mm-hmm. it's yep. maybe it's maybe yeah, it's the links basically. are there. The links
1: are there. We just got to we got to make a, a push bit. and uh, and make sure that we're on his mm-hmm. radar and he's got to put native plants in the maybe, in the White House garden. Maybe
0: we should be uh, his staff environmentalists. Yeah. Maybe that should <laughs> we keep trying to parlay this podcast into something yeah, yeah. something bigger. There you go. That's that's our next calling right there. Alright. You you want to get to let's see, what do we have next? Yeah we got some listener shout outs. Oh and I, I did create a brand new right. uh jingle for let's let's premiere it. You ready? Listener, listener shout out shout out that sounds professionally what do, dumb. What do you think? That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that, that it's, was <laughs> it's
1: better through headphones. Yeah. Uh, when when you played it for me on your phone, it was a little quiet. I'm like, oh, yeah. no. But through headphones, it's got the, the reverb going on. Yeah. Nice. What do you, that
0: was pretty good. Yeah. That was actually me through a voice changer while driving in my car. Oh, distracted driving friend. Well, maybe off. was I driving? Maybe I was like part. But I was in my car, yeah. and the car was running. So, like, that buzz at the beginning was a car going by. Slowed down, mm-hmm. and then I deepened it. Yeah, so that's all. So that was actually my voice. Yeah, pretty good. You're, you're not, not, me of, <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> the, you're not going
1: to confuse you with the woman.
0: But by, by, by the way, I did get called "Ma'am" today on the phone. Someone said, "Thank you, Ma'am." So, yeah, <laughs> eh, you're good for one of those a week. One <laughs> so, a day, almost. All right. So, um, do you want to go, or do you want me to go? Uh, I'll let you go first. You're first on the list. So. All right. So I, I had two, you know, and both. I think are funny because both had constructive criticism Mm um and our first is uh marion whitcomb who after our turf wars uh buzz episode Mm kind of uh took exception to our stance on a couple things and i have to admit uh, when i responded to marion i was very defensive and Mm -hmm. you know for as much as i love getting the criticism it drives me crazy it really does because i realize you can't make everyone happy like for as much as you want to mm-hmm. like and what's hard whenever you're doing something creative you want you people can, to like you it. want people yeah. to like it but for every person that says you guys are great you get someone to go yeah you're not that great <laughs> 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 you know and you have to try to strike a balance you want to stay true to yourself and do mm-hmm. what you know your vision was and do what your vision is and who you are mm-hmm. but you're not against trying to improve but you can't Make every change that everyone asks you to make, because then you're not doing your. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're changing it for one person or yep. a small mm-hmm. demographic instead of what you. You know, I I feel like if we stuck, stay true to what we're trying to accomplish, we will have our best results. Yeah. So, yeah. but not saying we're not above listening to it or. But it it kind of drove me crazy. Yeah. So, um, and that I, was particularly she was talking about dandelions, right? Dandelions and um and mosquitoes mm-hmm. and. Um, my response back was defensive, and her response back was was uh, extremely uh, nice, and, and I did respond one more time. So it, I was happy that even though I got a little defensive, it ended with a very constructive, mm-hmm. nice conversation, which is what we keep saying. You have to have both sides of the argument and the conversation. So I'm happy that someone said, I disagree with you. Yeah, this is my mm-hmm. side, and I could say I don't know that I necessarily agree. This is my side, and then for us to both kind of respect it at yeah. the end and, yep. and walk away and feel okay, and I'm, mm-hmm. that's what we've been preaching. And it was nice to, to have that kind of interaction yeah. with oh, one definitely. of our listeners. Definitely. Um The other one was a, a five star review um, from a Teeny NCC on Apple Podcast. Who um, it was a five star review that had a it was a five star uh, review <laughs> that said they were starting from the beginning and they hope that I've gotten better because I'm not a good interviewer and for me to please let the guests speak. So, and it's not they're, they're not the first <laughs> listener that has said that. So, I, you're right. And and that's my personality. Mm-hmm. Like I I have said I was voted most talkative in high school and you know, I'm still pretty you can you oh, can yeah. attest to that. Yeah. I'm still really talkative. Um so it's constructive and I realize it. I, I know deep down that's true mm-hmm. and I've tried to get that. I think we have improved. Oh definitely I, I think realistic I'm partially joking and I'm partially not. If you're starting from the beginning, I think I turned the corner around episode thirty, you know, and it's mm-hmm. I know that's a long time and I'm sure there's an improvement. You know, to defend myself a little bit, I think some of that is we were doing it by phone
2: and oh, not yeah. Zoom.
0: Let's and it's hard to judge when someone's done talk because you're you're speaking with someone and they just take unnatural pauses, mm-hmm. but they're not done. Yeah, and you step over them, and and sometimes you do have guests that aren't as talkative, and you kind of feel like you're you're trying to pull it out of them a little mm-hmm. bit. So, I know there's some of that, and some of me just being excited. Yeah, no, the the Zoom was a,
1: a game changer. Yeah. Because and we talked about doing it for a while and like, ah, eh, it costs a little bit of
0: money and and it changes the quality a little. Our equipment doesn't capture the yeah the, yeah, the it sound as well. as well. So I know we sacrifice quality a little bit. But um, but just being able to see the
1: person and see when they're taking a pause in between thoughts, like and they're gonna say something else. Yes. Oh man, that made a world of difference. I remember yeah. <laughs> a couple of times where it was like. We thought they were done talking, and we just kept, like, cutting them off, especially if you had two people. That's where it got really difficult. You know, and
0: sometimes, like I said, you just get excited. Um, Mm -hmm. Like when we had Dr. Talamy on, I know there were a few times where I wasn't letting him talk. Part of that was Zoom. Part of me was that just me being a little kid and being excited. Yeah. You know, and it's – I think – the novelty is worn off not saying that there's no one that doesn't impress us but you do 50 some episodes of the podcast and it starts to not saying we don't get i don't get a little nervous before we talk to someone but not in the same way Mm -hmm. like i kind of feel like some of the early conversations i'd sit here going i can't believe i'm doing this i don't feel like i'm part of i should be a part of this conversation and now i'm like i you know i can hang in there yeah like oh yeah you know, I deserve to be here to at least have this conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there's a, a few factors, but like anything else, you, you improve as you go along. So hopefully you feel the same way, Teeny NCC, as, as you progress uh, and you feel a different. Hopefully you yeah. make it to at, Yeah, if you hopefully by her, the time you're listening to this, you agree with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hope so. You so know, in, it's, in June of 2020.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, and hopefully we continue to improve mm-hmm. at, as we go along oh, yeah. too. So it's it's a it's a it's a learning process, yeah. you know. And you know, and sometimes I just am a bad guest <laughs> or a, a host. I'm a yeah. bad interviewer. Sometimes I I know it. You know, it's it is what it is. Sometimes yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone has on days and off. Days.
1: Yeah, so mine was uh, was another member of the Facebook group, but not because of what he does on Facebook. But um, Patrick Gilliam, which yeah. I hope I'm saying your last name right. Uh, but he picked up some plants over the weekend and, uh, I just happened to be there when he was picking up and I got to talk to him a little bit, very tall, taller than I was expecting. Taller but than you? Cause tall, you're pretty no, tall. Oh yeah, definitely taller than me. Oh, that's so, tall. Yeah. So very tall, but, um. It's always nice to meet people face to face and and talk a little bit about plants and life and just how things are going so um i i'd met him a couple times before but i just never put
0: in a name with a face until this weekend so it was nice to actually meet him in person awesome awesome that's very cool i uh you know i guess i should shout out too. i was speaking with someone today who called in that's a new customer and Mm they've never dealt with us before and as we were talking he was like you know it's very weird talking to you because I started out as a listener to the podcast, and that's how I learned about your nursery. So after listening all this time, it's weird to talk to you. So his name – if it's – you know, I don't remember his name, but if it's the same as what showed up on the caller ID, if he was using his phone, it was Richard McCracken. So hopefully uh, he's listening and hears us. Yeah. And, and it was very nice to interact. We always get a lot of – a lot of our customers are listeners, and it's always nice to get the kind word mm-hmm. that, hey, I listen, and, and it was good to hear. So Yeah. yeah. So at least it it's, it's nice – to have that little affirmation definitely, definitely. so all right so, so what what's next you want to do there is one one call i was one. hoping we got the skip questions this week but if we got a yeah. call we got to answer it that's what we said we we do have one
2: i want to ask you a bunch of questions i want to have them answered immediately it's a simple question um no i didn't hear you what was your question and
1: frame before before we get started if you're watching the video, you're probably wondering why I'm like looking down and, and maybe you can even hear this, but I had like a little hangnail or a little chip in my cuticle and I bit it and I'm bleeding like crazy.
0: <laughs> do, you need, do you need to take a, a No, a I'll be okay.
1: good. I'm using these packing peanuts that I found on my desk.
0: We have these bio biodegradable packing peanuts made out of cornstarch that, that I guess make a good... Uh, uh, I was like <laughs> flicking with my fingernail and then I bit day-day. it and then, yeah, it didn't work, so... All right, so I think our next caller pretty much needs no introduction at this point. At You know, please – I, it, you know, I, for a while the, the question and comment line was really picking up and, and everyone was using it. It's kind of tapered off a little mm-hmm. bit. So remember that we do have the question and comment line. Please call. I know everyone loves to hear Saul's phone calls, as do we, but we would love – we would love to know that – yeah, yeah,
1: we, we that, want someone who maybe has a little bit more of a – of a, a knowledge base, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to spend so much time going through weird references. Weird and, references and, and, and picking out yeah. everything
0: that's wrong um, with the phone calls. <laughs> but but you know, just remember, if you have any questions, I know everyone throws a lot of these questions out in our Facebook group. Um, but we would love to. We can get a little bit more in depth and spend a little bit more time if if you leave your questions. Yeah. Uh, oh, on yeah. a, I know some people are self conscious and don't want you know they don't want to hear their voice on the air i i understand that but it was weird just getting used to hearing my voice on the air yeah. so but uh, you can always use a voice changer app and, you and call a... in
1: disguise uh
0: That's... dr <laughs> evil that is your next you know we we haven't gotten another phone call from you next phone call we want a voice changing app <laughs> you you need this to at least sound like batman when you, <laughs> when you call yeah. all right you ready for the question i'm ready all right
2: Sowing the seeds of love, seeds of love. <laughs> I love the whole music these fellas have. It's so good. I, ho- I hope they have the seven-second delay, because sometimes there could be some some foul language. Wait, am I on hold now? Am I on the air with the boys? Thank you. Uh, hello uh, to Thomas, uh, the English muffin man, and, of course, uh my good friend, over the years, Pam Balam, uh, the Answer Man. So, uh, fellas, we were talking uh, briefly uh, about uh, overseeding on a lawn, and I have moved, as you guys know, with your influence, Pam, up there in that noggin of yours, the smarts, and Thomas, you're no slouch either. I, I don't believe anyway. So, uh, we are talking now about overseeding. My, my property, which has a uh, tremendous acreage of, of what we call the old turf grass. Uh, so I was talking to a good pal of mine in New York. He's in the garment district, and I borrowed from him a big Singer sewing machine. And uh, we were dragging it through the tunnel on a truck. And and when we got into New Jersey, it fell off. So fellas, I was wondering if perhaps, uh, th- Thomas, you you know how to do these things if I could borrow a truck from your farm there and we could put it back and then we could overseed uh, my lawn. Um, uh, Because when I got it onto the the trailer, I kind of hurt my shoulder a bit and I'm not quite um, up to the task, if you will. Now, Pam, I saw you interviewed on, uh, I believe it's called the Hello America with the Joan London and I like her very much and I thought she did a very good job with you. And I was wondering, is she related to Gene London that that was just a little off topic um, oh and also that David Hartman i'm i'm not sure he's a very nice person but anyway so i'm 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 rewilding my lawn uh, pam you had told me i should do that and i was wondering about the um, if there are specific seeds that i should be using um, for 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 the, the the seeding and and the the riparian buffer which also raises a question there used to be an announcer and i believe his name was riparian buffer and and i'm not sure if if he would be the guy who said let's get ready to overseed our lawn so uh fellas i've given you a lot of topics and uh you know i'm a fan of the program and i i look forward to hearing from you Uh, my name of course is saul and i'm gardening here uh, on my estate in new jersey and I could use a little help, Thomas, uh, my friend, the English Muffin, with a truck pass.
0: <laughs> I don't um, even know where to start. All right. <laughs> I-, I was writing notes furiously as yeah. we went along. So I thought, well, we'll address the main topic at the end. Yes. But. It it might be good to address some of the inaccuracies.
1: Yeah, and and some of the things that we've really liked about the call too. First, with my new nickname of being the English Muffin Man, which yeah. I really
0: at first I wasn't so sure, but I I love I've it. Grown to I, really like it. I, I really like it too. <laughs> I've used it in the podcast descriptions. Tom Tom the English Muffin Man. But what's mine? Pam, the, Pam Pam the Answer Man, or was Pam know. the Lamb? He was saying <laughs> Pam the Lamb the Answer Man. I like the Answer Man though. Yeah. That's. I don't know if I'm really the answer man but yeah. I kinda like that yeah. nickname so but I love how he still thinks this is terrestrial radio
1: yeah uh, I don't know what hold music he was listening to and that oh. he's wondering <laughs> when
0: he's on air because he's leaving a voicemail that we play <laughs> on the air so it's and what was the song he was singing in the beginning uh, did you, did s- you sowing you? the seeds of love by Cures for fears okay you don't know that song I don't I guess I don't Wow <laughs> I, I want to say when when did that come out? Probably early '90s. I want to okay. say. So I was alive. At late '80s, yeah. early '90s. Maybe I was 89. listening to, to Raffi and, uh, and Sesame Street at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. I, I want to say maybe it was like '80 late '80s, probably maybe like '89, '87 to '89 somewhere. But yeah, that's Tears for Fears. It was a big hit. Mm. Um, the <laughs> I was never interviewed by Joan – first of all, Joan London has – what was it? Good Morning America, I think. She was the host of until like 1994. Like so – like that's such an old reference. And not only (laughs) that, Gene London – all right, if you're not from the Philadelphia area, Gene London was like a children's show host in Philadelphia like that I think went off the air in 1977. So – So – but my brush with Gene London, which I didn't have a brush with Gene London, but growing up, someone who worked on his television show lived in my development. Mm -hmm. And for Halloween, he took home the Halloween set from the Gene London show and converted his house into a haunted house Mm -hmm. based on – so it was a big attraction because people know he worked there. So at the time, I was probably like five or six years old, Mm -hmm. and my mom – was walking me around the development for halloween and like this this street at least as a kid it seemed like it was on a huge hill yeah. it's probably yeah. a, like a mile slope, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> it seemed like a huge hill so my mom was walking me up and we stopped in front of the house and it was like a plated glass window like a stained glass mm-hmm. window in the door mm-hmm. with like like diamond plates yeah and there was a hole in the door where he had a mask on and his head fit in the hole in the like in the glass. Yeah, yeah. So as we walked past the house, we kind of stopped and I was looking, and the guy just, the guy looked and went, come in. (laughs) And my mom's like, no, I don't think so. He's not a fan of the scary stuff. We're not going to, we're just going to keep going. And he's like, come in. And my mom's like, no, we're, we're gonna keep going, and then he goes. I said, "Come in!" And he opened the door and chased my mom. Screamed at the top of her lungs and grabbed me by the arm and dragged me down the hill. I Was like, "We gotta go!" So that was that was uh, my little brush with the Gene London show. So there you go. That's that's <laughs> if you want to know what's wrong with Fran, that's, yeah, that's yeah. one of one of the many it answers. Reasons. A lot of questions. Yeah. So. There, the announcer was not called Riparian Rybar- Buffer. I believe he was speaking of Michael, Michael Buffer, Buffer. Yeah, was, let's get. I don't even think we could say we could get sued. Yeah. yeah, so I guess let's get ready to. You know what we're talking and about. And then
1: who who is more popular between Michael Buffer, and then Bruce Buffer, brothers obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, one doing the the announcing for boxing, yeah. and the other one doing
0: for UFC. Yeah. Or not announcing, but you know, I I think. You know, Michael Buffer has a great voice and obviously mm-hmm. is known for that phrase, but I think his brother is probably much – I'm sure it costs a lot to have Michael Buffer announce. Yeah. You know, where yeah. his brother is probably more affordable, but it's more accessible. I think more people – I think probably your generation knows yeah. who he is more so than Michael Buffer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree with me on that one.
1: No, that's kind of how I felt too. I think just like growing up and then going through high school and that's like when – UFC became really popular, um but no no like, people. I didn't watch boxing growing up. So now I know
0: there's an age difference. Do yeah. you care to, on the air, admit to what you didn't? Oh yeah, I'm all fine. Right, all it. right, so <laughs> I've there, admitted I wasn't scared <laughs> of the dark on this show. So, <laughs> so, I was scared. Of the dark. All right, so you you made two yeah. confessions after the last episode. I don't remember one, but all right. I don't know if you yeah. want to say the second one. Okay. The second the, one was there was someone who you didn't know who they were. Uh, the, well, I, the first one I was thinking of was I didn't know who Bette Midler was. That was – yeah. Well, the other one was <laughs> – I Like I knew the name, but I didn't know what she was famous for. It's, you know, but she was famous – like I guess her biggest years were the uh, 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and maybe the early 90s, yeah. which you were still a kid. So I could understand like, like when I was a teenager, Beaches was huge. When mm-hmm. I was younger uh, – the rose you know it was there was a lot of iconic things for her so she was iconic by the time mm. i was already a teenager which yeah. i guess you know her from hocus pocus yeah which i didn't even put that together yeah. until uh until later which i've never seen yeah. that movie by the way which our co-workers were giving me a hard time because i didn't see that movie
1: yeah. I, uh, don't, I don't love that movie it's i'm
0: also not a like someone who in well, the uh, demographics for that movie, I guess. But but, but one of our listeners had posted yeah. in the Facebook group that she was hoping that a lot of our listeners were at least 40 years old because she was hoping <laughs> that my Glen Gary, Glenn Ross oh, comment yeah, this was, didn't go over their head. <laughs> and you were I, like, I, I didn't know who they were. What did I they say? I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they weren't a band. It was... It was a David Mamet play that they made a movie, but it was like Alec Baldwin, uh, Al Pacino. Like it's, I'm, I'm trying to remember if it's real estate sales, but it's like high pressure sales. Mm-hmm. And I guess the newer version of that movie was, if you've ever seen Boiler Room with Vin Diesel and Giovanni Ribisi. I haven't. It's a very. They're selling like, like stock scams, mm-hmm. like like Ponzi scheme stocks, like trying to get gotcha. and it's like this high pressure, high sales like. How cutthroat and intense it was, and that's why I made the reference to the place that I worked, where where we did the spraying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but when you said, I didn't know, I don't know who that is. What did they What did they sing? Yeah. I, I will was step, that? I, got, I love that.
1: <laughs> I will step back to the Bette Midler being in Hocus Pocus is that was another movie. I guess the way when I say I didn't fit the demographics is I don't like anything scary. Like, yeah. you know, I think I even said I was scared of Mary Poppins and not Mary I, Poppins herself, but the Bird Lady. I yeah. thought she lived under my bed and yeah. up until about two years ago. And uh, I'm <laughs> not a fan. Does <laughs> didn't even get a Does, Melissa, you, d- right? d- does <laughs> Melissa like horror movies? Uh, I wouldn't say she likes horror movies, but she just started watching American Horror Story on Netflix, and mm. I, I was actually was asleep on the couch, and she was watching. I could just kind of like wake up and hear some of it. I'm See like, that would this, drive- you. Got to turn this off. <laughs> this is too much for me. The one thing I
0: appreciate, <laughs> like I'm not a horror movie fan. I don't like scary stuff. Yeah. I, I don't. I've never been a fan of it. Mm. It, it, it bothers me. So yeah. uh, I love the fact that Agatha it feels the same way. Yeah. Like yeah. she doesn't watch it. Neither it never even comes across her radar. Like. Mm-hmm. I have seen scary movies in the past like my oldest son darian loves mm-hmm. uh horror movies just yes. loves it i think because he's a psychology major i think he loves the psychology part of it it fascinates mm-hmm. him but the I, i'll all right since we're sharing <laughs> and since we don't have a topic during my my first marriage while well, before we were married i don't even know if we were engaged yet um my ex was a huge uh, Anne Rice fan, so when Interview with a Vampire came out, we went to see Interview with a Vampire, and I passed out <laughs> <laughs> from that. Now it might have been the bad acting <laughs> yeah. or or the blood, but there's a scene where I don't know if it's Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt, but they puncture it's like a bar barmaid's wrist mm-hmm. with their with their ring. And I was sitting there, and I got, like, the cold sweat. We were in the front of the movie theater, mm-hmm. like um, – and this was back before multiplexes, So there was – it was a two-screen movie theater mm-hmm. yep. uh, in, in Philadelphia. And I started to get the cold sweats, and I started to get, like, a little woozy. So I'm like, I think I'm going to go get some air. And as I'm walking up the aisle, like, I started getting tunnel vision, and I hit – and it wasn't a crowded theater. Yeah. But I hit the double doors, and I like like I'm like, "I don't feel good, I don't feel good." And I rushed out and I pushed open the doors and I passed out. So I came to leaning against the wall, and I ripped a movie banner down, and it was lying <laughs> over top of me. And they, the lobby, like to the street, it was in a like a strip mall. Mm-hmm. It was all glass. There was no one in the lobby. There was no one in the concession stand, no one walking by. No one saw this. Mm -hmm. Like I passed out. There's some banner, like I'm moving it, and I'm like, I need to you know, go throw some water in my face. So I went to go into the the bathroom, and the one wall, as you go – I was still foggy – was a mirror. Mm -hmm. Like the whole wall was a mirror. So I thought I was walking into the bathroom, but I walked face first into the mirror, (laughs) and I passed out again. So I came to flat on my back in the bathroom. And, like, I was – no one was in the bathroom. No one witnessed any of this. Mm. So I kind of, like, sat down for a second. I I washed my my face, my hands, and just kind of – I'm like, I need, like, something with sugar, soda. Like, no one came to the concession stand. I stood there forever. My ex never even came to look for me. Like, I, I came back in. And she's like, Where have you been? Like, what's going on? I'm like, I just passed out twice. (laughs) And she's like, You want to go? And I'm like, No, I got to sit down. And I just kind of put my head between my legs and Mm -hmm. just, that was there. How's that for embarrassing? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you ever hear that story? I, maybe at some point. I don't remember. But I don't know who Ann Rice is either. But we should be, (laughs) we should get back to (laughs) plants.
0: All right. Yeah. Let's, all right. So, um, (laughs) <laughs> All right. So Saul called about drill seeding or mm-hmm. seeding his lawn. So obviously you're not going to use a sewing machine to yes, – to, to sow seed. To sow seed. It's a different kind of sewing. Okay. But you can – there is a drill seeder mm-hmm. where you can – it basically inserts seed into the yeah. into the ground. Yeah. So if if you're seeding a large area, you may want to look into that kind of equipment To But there's a lot of prep work. You may want to go back. We had a whole – um, episode Buzz episode where we had calling questions. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Lori Cleveland or, or Carolyn Cloud. It was someone from the Sourland Conservancy. Someone else actually called mm-hmm. in, and and uh, you may want to go back and listen to that episode because we really did go in depth. Um, but you're not using a sewing machine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But for seed, that's there's no magic seed mix that we can say across the board. Saul, you you, you really have to look at your area and like we always preach, right plant, right place. Mm -hmm. Um, You you really, if you're not sure, if you can identify locally what's around that's native, that's a good starting place, but you really need to know your soil type, the hydrology, um, your conditions, your weather. And and if you're unsure, hire a consultant to come out that can help you put together a seed mix. So we have plenty of seed mixes that are predetermined. Like we do have a riparian buffer Mm -hmm. mix and things like that for certain conditions. Um, that are a little more generic to go across the board in the in mm-hmm. the yeah uh, the,
1: the seed mixes that we're designing are tend to be something that could, is is native to a wide area across yeah. the mid Atlantic and you're going to find in a variety condition conditions that match that yeah. that scenario so um,
0: but you yeah. can but the, you you can have a custom mix made if oh, there's yeah. things that you mm-hmm. want there's it there's it, a little bit more expensive but if there's something uh, that you're looking for that's not in some of these generic mixes, mm-hmm. and and ha- you can have a ask yeah. for a custom mix. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the big thing with with using native seed, and I think he was kind of mixing up putting that in his lawn and and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Pop, yeah. But if you're gonna you have this area that you're gonna use native seed on, you got to understand it's, it's it's almost a shotgun approach. You're putting yeah. down a lot of material. Uh, there's a good portion of it that's not gonna germinate and. Um, And part of it is Saying hey like You're going to hope That the right seeds Find their way Into the right places To germinate And the things Are going to pop up Where they're supposed to pop up Uh, If something requires A lot of moisture uh, You're going to hope That you have enough seeds In there That they're going to fall In places that have A lot of moisture And then Mm -hmm. the ones That need it dry Are going to fall In the places that need dry But there's going to be Seeds that need moisture that fall in a dry spot, they're just not going to pop up. But you're going to have something in there that will pop up. But that's what, the what you're trying what to I, do.
0: What I do love is that Saul's making good choices. And he's oh, making yeah. good ecological choices. I did see today on Facebook uh, about legislature for lawn cre- reducing uh, lawn reduction credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a bill that is – it was Save Barnegat Bay posted mm-hmm. the article. And I guess in legislation is a bill for, for giving lawn reduction credits. So – and I would imagine that's going to be in New Jersey if they're posting. Yeah. So that's one. Keep your eye on. That would be a phenomenal progressive approach uh, for credits for yeah. reducing your lawn. That way, I would love to see that.
1: Yeah. And I think that happened – I'm going to say it's in Minnesota uh, it? a couple years ago. I am I might be misremembering. It was something that just – pops up on on facebook and and social media all the time that hey look what miss minnesota did but it was actually a couple of years ago that yeah. they did it yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it was but yeah.
0: yeah awesome awesome all right uh next uh i haven't done this in a while but i have i i i, I do have a complaint so and i always try to keep it to a minute or less so we kind of touched on it earlier with the reclassifications of plant names have I have I complained about this already
1: you you may
0: have but I'll I'm let you I'm thinking I may have again. you <laughs> know we always say that common names are so many common names and they could be area specific that we really live and die by the botanical mm-hmm. names but when you change the botanical names it's not like everyone gets a report that says here's the new botanical yeah. name cool. um, it just kind of gets changed and it gets rolled out it may take some places 3 to 4 years to change mm-hmm. the name and then you change it and people don't know what it is it's really hard <laughs> to to educate cuz there's no education behind it it yes, just kind yes. of gets thrown out there so it's when you live and die by something and it changes all the time it's it's hard to to keep people on board cuz they don't know especially like we've had red chokeberry not only did they change the genus they changed the species mm-hmm. so it went from aronia um, arbutifolia to photinia pyrofolia like people see that and they don't know what that is at yeah. all oh yeah you know and it, it makes it really difficult so if i'm not against changing the name there really needs to be some sort of standard rollout i think for the name change and i don't know mm-hmm. how to do that or how it would be but it's that those classification changes are very confusing to a lot of people. Yeah. And if I've complained about this already, I apologize. Yeah, well,
1: we, we still see Scurpus come up, and where a handful
0: of those have moved to Shane Plectus. Yeah. Uh, i'm trying to think of some of the other well, well Scarpus validus is shana plectus Hibernae, montania mm-hmm. so it's it's really difficult yeah but you know and and you'll send someone an order confirmation and they'll be like i didn't order this what is it and you're like well it's, the name's been changed it's yeah and it
1: seems like a lot of the eupatoriums have been reclassified lately and you have Eurotrichums yeah. and Conoclinums and yeah. all kinds of stuff so yeah, yeah it's uh I, don't, I understand the the reasoning. But it's a pain in the neck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not saying to stop doing it. I'm just saying I wish there was some kind of universal rollout where everyone knew. But it's, you know, everyone provides information in a different way. Like, and even sometimes you find out about it through backhand channels, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, Oh yeah. that's what makes it difficult. Like you're reading about it and it's like, this happened six months ago. Like we didn't know. It's mm-hmm. not like you receive a notice, Yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and that's what makes it difficult. Yeah. So. It's
1: it's really when people start asking for something that you haven't heard of and then you look it up and you're like, oh, that's what it oh, is. Oh, that's what that is now. Yeah. When did that happen? There's, uh, I got to, after we're done, I got to tell you another one that I just came across mm. today or yesterday. So. All right one of the viburnums and it's hard like
0: if you put out literature like like our catalog only comes out every other year and if you put it out and there's a name change then it's invalid immediately you know it's really hard Uh, you know and you try to be you know maybe the answer is it's it's all digital and not print i know a lot of people love holding that print catalog but um it's really hard to stay up to date with it so Mm -hmm. um You want to do a pod deck? Yeah, let's do it. So we are – we're actually – this is one of our shorter episodes. We're about 50, 53, 54 minutes in. This may be our shortest episode in probably like three months. Yeah, in a a while. We're going through it pretty quick. I got to say, all right. And I remembered the pod deck cards this time. Barely. Just in. Just. just I, in I our, would
1: say while it is going to be one of our shorter episodes, it's definitely not one of our uh, one of our least uh, or less chatty episodes. No, sure. you got some really interesting information.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> none of none of which is about plants. Well, it's, some of it's about some plants. Of it and is you about know,
1: plants. if you if you're, if you're have an upset tummy, you should go boil some, some uh, uh, geranium, uh, geranium maculatum. There, there you go. Or maybe if, uh, it'll help. <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> All right, let me let me get a pod deck card here. See our pod deck cards. Comment on industry gossip. I don't know that I know any industry gossip right now. Do you? Yeah,
1: not not that I can think of.
0: Um, no, I can't. You know what? No, we're not going to do that one. Let me let me find something else here. We're not a very we, gossipy industry. I thought we did share a time saving tip, didn't we? I I don't remember. All right. Uh, allow You're the up. keeper of the cards. So. All right, morning inspirational pep talk for your listeners. Like what we do, or, or, or giving no, them we're, a. Pep we're talk. going to give them a, a morning. Every, inspirational. So every morning, I look at
1: myself in the mirror and say, "You are strong. You are capable. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are kind." <laughs> is that from a movie? Am I like uh, just is like that completely Stewart, misquoting is that a movie? Al Franken
0: with Stewart. Was it Stuart Smalley? Oh, I do know. I don't know what that is. I don't know who either of those people are. <laughs> <laughs> either I'm really dating myself or, or I'm really dating myself. I'm yeah. All right. Because I'm sure that's from the early yeah. 90s. So no, I think for here's here's my morning inspirational pep talk. I I honestly feel that everyone's everyone has a responsibility to take care of of our ecosystem and our environment. But everyone's participation, unfortunately, is voluntary. Um, start wherever you can start. Start however small you start. It makes a difference. Everyone's eyes focus at different rates. So, um, you know, there are people that are vegan that started off as vegetarian, like were are meters for a long time, went to vegetarian, went to vegan, like at it, it, different stages of your life. things come into focus at different times. So what you're doing does make a, a, a difference, regardless of how much or how small. But the fact that you're choosing to make a, a difference is huge. So mm-hmm. don't let the amount that you do uh, you know, limit limit what you do. Just keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully, over time, if you can do more, you can do more. Be accepting of all the different arguments. And that, you know, we've tried to create a space where all sides of the argument can be heard and that they can all combine and do the greater good together because we need everyone to do this. And you're a part of everyone and you're doing a good job. Keep spreading the message, keep being tolerant, keep being accepting. And it's just going to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. It's where we're at now, especially with our community and, and the podcast and the education and the information from where we were a year ago is huge but it didn't happen overnight it, gr- it happened slowly you may not even noticed it was changing but it changed mm-hmm. like now there's a visible metric that you can go through and measure and see the difference so keep being a part of it keep doing what you can do it sometimes you're gonna be able to do more than others times but keep doing the right thing we're on the right track it's helping hmm how's that that was pretty good right. I like it awesome
1: so mine's a little bit more generic right. um but uh Basically, everything you do any given day is either going to add value or subtract value. Uh, So, like, it's when you wake up in the morning, you're making choices. And every choice you make is either adding value or subtracting value. Uh, There is no no medium. There is no, oh, I'm staying the same on value because you could be adding value if you're doing something that keeps you in the status quo. So, you're always losing value by not adding value. Uh, so that's that's the big thing. But the other, the other, what I always come back to is I draw like a, a not a tic-tac-toe board, basically a square, and then I'll just put like a cross in it, a normal mm-hmm. cross. So you have four squares, like a punnet square, yeah, basically. Yeah. And um, on the top, I'll put uh, urgent, not urgent. And then on the side, I'll put important, not important. And then just kind of chart some of the things I did in the day, and or that I have to do in the day, and say, well, how many of these things are urgent and then how many of these things are where where they fall in importance um so like answering a or what was i going to say Sign, signing up to for a, a publisher's clearinghouse thing <laughs> is something that's not important but it is urgent you got to yeah. if you yeah. want to do it you got to do it right away yes. so there's urgency there but it's not important where you may have things that are like like putting together a business plan or working on yeah. um on a goal that you have those are things that are important but they're not urgent and that's kind of where i like to spend most of my day is doing things that are are important but not urgent urgent important things are hey i gotta go pick up the kids from school so they don't get late or i gotta or i have to go to the gym because i want to get get in better better shape or something like that those are things that are urgent and important but they're not building your brand five years from now not building who you are five years from now where those things that aren't urgent but they're important those are the things that are most important. Yeah. Where you're going to go, yeah. they're not—they're not important today, or they're not something that's going to change your where you are immediately. Like going to the gym or, or like doing those things that are urgent, um, but they are going to change you in your future. So yeah, you two know, things and,
0: there. And, no, that, and that's a great point. You know, back when we had Benjamin vote on, I don't know anyone who is more passionate about straight species mm-hmm. than yeah. than Benjamin vote. Like he's like, hey, cultivars aren't even an option, but he – when we had him on, he even was quick to say, you know what, but I still use air conditioning. You know, yeah. I still have a, a, a yeah. car that, that utilizes gasoline. You know, you make a series of choices, and and, and we're all making those choices. You make the best mm-hmm. choices for you that hopefully, you know, you do what you can for the environment, and, and you keep – you know, one thing I thought was interesting when my oldest son became an Eagle Scout, they give you a, a good deeds coin – and I, I can't remember which like I think it starts off in your your right pocket and when you do a good deed you shift it to your left pocket. Mm-hmm. So you should always start off every day, you know, trying to do that one good deed a day. So if you can do one good thing for the environment yeah. a day, you know, that's that's a great place to start. If everyone did that, that would be huge. The same way we say if everyone planted two to three native plants in their yard just think about how big of a, a national park that would be mm-hmm. for pollinators yep. it would make a huge yep. difference so if everyone can do that it makes a huge difference to keep spreading the message and and doing yeah how's Perfect. that
1: oh that was good that was great
0: i think that's a great way to end it yeah Don't definitely you? yeah definitely so we'll yeah on that no, go
1: no. out and and add some value so that's yes. the big thing so with that we want to thank you for joining us today we hope you enjoyed listening to the buzz thank you everyone for tuning in to native plants healthy planet presented by pylons nursery
0: uh, as always, we're going to give a huge thank you to RJ Comer for our Buzz theme music. Make sure you stream or buy RJ's music on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume your music. You can follow us on Twitter at Pineland Nursery, Facebook at Pinelands Nursery NJ, Instagram at Pinelands Nursery, or Native Plants Healthy Planet. Is that the other? Our, our, yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, for the Instagram? Yeah. Is, uh, it's Native like Native Plants,
0: Plants un- underscore sure. Healthy Planet. There you go. So you can follow both. Uh, and you can also follow us on YouTube at Pinelands Nursery. Don't forget, we have the question and comment line. Please use it. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Call us at 215-346-6189. I will repeat, 215-346-6189. Ask us a question. Leave us a comment. If we pick your question or comment, we will play it on the on a future episode of The Buzz And we'll answer it at that point. Let's not forget our uh, Native Plants Healthy Planet Facebook group. I think we're up to 376 members. Mm -hmm. So it just keeps growing and growing. And I love it. And we can keep the conversation going over there.
1: You can listen to Native Plants Healthy Planet directly at www.nativeplantshealthyplanet.com, But... You can also check us out at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, really wherever you consume your podcasts. When you're there, please subscribe, uh, leave a five-star review, and definitely share this with a friend. It really, really, really helps. So you can even ask Alexa to play the Native Plains Healthy Planet uh, podcast at home like I do when I'm washing the dishes. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you can leave a review there, but if you can, Leave a review there, too.
0: I don't know if you can. That's a good question. <laughs> My Alexa sure.
1: asks me to re- leave reviews for products all the time. So oh, may- yeah. maybe you can. I have no Leave clue. a review. So <laughs> <laughs> with that, thank you, everyone. I'm Tom.
0: And I am Fran. Thank you again, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next time. We have a rooted discussion. We're actually recording. Potentially. Today. We're yeah. recording three
1: episodes next week. Next week. To to get ahead of the curve, right. With so if, uh,
0: and some exciting ones, we'll, yeah. we think you'll be excited. We have some great guests coming on, so I'm really excited about that. So make sure you tune in for those. We'll, so that, but the next one they hear after this will be. It should a, be a rooted, rooted discussion.
1: discussion. We we, we have, have a guest for sure lined up. The rooted discussion is half lined up. Half lined <laughs> so up. It so it should uh, be lined uh, up uh, by uh, then. Yeah, but we have a backup plan if if not. And I think if if it's the guest that you end up hearing.
0: You won't gonna, be disappointed. It's going
1: to be different, but yeah, I don't think it'll be disappointed. You
0: won't be disappointed. So we'll, we will see you again next time. Until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to the Native Plants Healthy Planted Podcast presented by Pinelands Nursery. Remember to like, share, follow, and comment.